Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Noodling with Josh. My name is Josh, this is my podcast where we talk about, well, really whatever I want to talk about. I usually have a wonderful guest in the quote-unquote studio, but today it's just me and the questions that a lot of you had submitted. What do I mean by that? Well, there is a new social, I'm using the word social in gigantic quotation marks, there's a new social network called Saraha.com where you can, uh, as they say, uh, Saraha helps you in discovering your strengths and areas for improvement by receiving honest feedback from your employees and your friends in a private manner. So that was its purpose. But I have since used this website to basically collect questions of, of stuff that you guys want to know. So it is a semi-new social network. You'll probably uh, have seen a lot of your friends posting, leave me feedback, comment, send me stuff. Um, it is anonymous. So unless you're writing your name in the bottom of the question, it doesn't pop up on who submitted it. Um, so that is the, the nice piece of it. Um, do I trust it? Well, I'm not asking it to keep my deepest darkest secrets so I don't really have to worry about trusting the site being hacked uh, I also just kind of make it my prerogative to never type something or post something on the internet that I wouldn't want later coming back to me isn't that right Robbie that was our little producer in the studio Robbie Robertson cute little Karen Terrier anywho Moving on, it's just me today. I'm going to jump right into some of the questions. Like I said, I've submitted my link, joshtheweaver.saraaha.com. And in case you're curious why I cannot get how this is pronounced, it's Sarah, like S-A-R-A-H-A-H.com. So saraaha.com. So joshtheweaver.saraaha.com is where you can go to leave anonymous questions, tips, feedback, um... It is sort of another social network where it's like, do I really need to set up one of these and post it for people to respond to? I, I got to be honest, I don't think everyone needs one. I don't see that being this site's long-term goal. However, I do think it's important, or excuse me, I do think it's a potentially important tool for those who are looking to get that anonymous feedback. Um, or just, it's like a submission box that, for those who don't have one elsewhere. Um, I may continue using it as a way to get questions for guests who are coming on the show. Um, a perfect example is I have a successful businesswoman, um, Faye, coming on the show later this week. For those who know Faye, it might be cool for them to submit questions ahead of time that they can ask Faye that are both anonymous and... Um, Hopefully helpful to the podcast, but uh, I've just perused some of the messages I've gotten and well, that's up in the air. So anywho, without further ado, I'm going to jump right into these questions. It looks like I have about 25 of them. Uh, I'll spend I'll spend the appropriate amount of time responding to each of these. So don't worry about this going on for too, 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 too long. Uh, and I'm going to start in the order of most recently received and work my way down to... Um, well, first received. All right. All right. Let's pull this up and let's get started. First question. On Noodle with Josh. Oh, it's a it's a deep one, folks. Do you think it is gross to lick Dorito-covered fingers? Huh. Well, that's a very specific question. And to the person who asked it, whose fingers are Dorito-covered? If they're mine, yeah. No, excuse me, it's not gross. If they're my fingers that are covered in Dorito dust, yeah, I have no problem with popping that off. And, and I mean, that's like the second best part of the Dorito is that Cheeto, or is that dust that you just want to cut up into lines and throw into your face like Chester Cheetah. But uh, I'm, I'm getting my chip flavors confused here. So I'm going to, I'm going to skip. If it's not, if, if, you're talking about Dorito, someone else's Dorito-covered fingers? Yeah, they can keep them in themselves. I'm not going to lick that someone else's Dorito-covered fingers. Now, I wouldn't say not everyone, because there are some very attractive women who I would have no problem. Okay, I, I, I'm going to skip before I get too far. That was the appropriate amount of talk 
time to think about licking Dorito-covered fingers. All right, second question. This is actually a little deeper. This is this is nice. Thank you. What do you want people to get out of your podcast? That's a very good question. I will say that this podcast is a constant work in motion. And while I don't have something specific that I want people to get out of the podcast, I would like them to be entertained by the podcast. I would love to get feedback on what you think I should dig out of some people who are guests. Um, Because for those of you who haven't tuned in before, and this is your first episode, again, thank you for joining. But the podcasts that I've done in the past, I've actually had the opportunity to interview some incredibly, incredibly interesting people. So... It's not so much that I want you to get something out of my podcast just yet. That could very well change. I could find a cause in which I am very passionate for and dedicate this podcast to that. But until then, it's more of a interview style show and I just have fun with it. All right. That was a good one. That was a good question. Thank you. Whoever asked that one. I have another question here. What do you most want to accomplish in the next five years? Man, I probably should have looked at some of these ahead of time to have predetermined answers, but I wanted to kind of keep it fresh and real and and on the fly. So in the next five years, I would have loved to started or be well on my way. No, you know what? Definitely be well on my way to producing something, producing a show, producing um, another podcast. I, I am a huge fan of helping people find their creative vision. And I would like to use what skills and talents I've amassed over the 29 years I've been here and helped and help other people build and grow their passion. Um, When it came to this podcast, I have a, a, a weird, I have a weird thing when it comes to, to starting projects. I, I can start a project, but I almost get scared to finish it because what if I didn't say everything I wanted to say and what if I get distracted and miss my goals? It's this weird thing that kind of paralyzes me um, to moving forward. But when someone else presents me with an idea, I can very, I, I guess, easily turn on an axis and help them complete their goals. It's, it's, it's a weird thing. So I, I guess... You know what? I'm going to revise this. What do I want to accomplish in the next five years? I, I want to produce something that I created. I want something... Man. I'm gonna, I am gonna. might have to come back to this one. Whoever asked that question, see me after class. That was a great question. All right. I got to skip before I get too, too sucked in to, to any of these, really. All right. Next question. What animal do you think you are most like? Well... Yeah, I really should have read some of these beforehand, huh? What animal do you think you're most like? I would have to say dog. I would have to say dog because if you show me the right love, I'll be incredibly loyal forever. However, if you kick me once, that's it. I'm never trusting you again. Sure, I'll warm up to you, but I'll always cower every time you come near. And I can think of very specific people in my life who make me cower, not in a physical or like in like a cowardly sort of way, but there are people who walk by where I just have to go, I need to protect myself from this person. I need to protect myself from this person because they've kicked me once, which means they're likely to do it again. So I would say I am most like a dog because if you show me that love straight off the bat, you got me forever. I'm not going away and I'll do whatever you ask. Okay, that was a... That was an easier one. That was an easier one. That was a good one. All right. We're knocking these down. I think I got about 20, 21 left. Ninja or samurai? Oh, wow. Samurai have an incredible code of honor and, and, and ethics, and they are pretty mythically badass with a katana. But I have to say, I, I would want to be a ninja. I'd want to be a ninja because they take the samurai to the next level. They have the ability to hide. They have the ability of... They they embrace surprise as a tactic and, and stealth. And that's something that I really... I can really get behind that. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say ninja for this one. Oh, we have a couple more or questions. Next question. Bill O'Reilly or Bill Cosby? 
Is this like, who would I rather hit in the face? Or who would I rather be? Because the answer to the second one is neither. I would, wouldn't want to be Bill O'Reilly or Bill Cosby. I tell well, can neither be my answer for that one? Bill O'Reilly or Bill Cosby? Yeah, neither. I would, I would not like to be either Bill. Kind of goes into this next question. This is funny. Bill Maher or Bill O'Reilly? That's a, um, funny enough, and unfortunately, that's a lesser of two evils type of question. Uh, I'd have to go with, I am a bigger fan of Bill Maher. Um, just barely. I think he kind of talks out of his ass sometimes. Not saying that I don't, but I, he also has that successful career that I respect um, in its own way. So in that question, so Bill Maher, Bill O'Reilly, or Bill Cosby, I, I'm going to go with the lesser of three evils and say Bill Maher for sure. I hope that answered this person's question. They're Bill-related questions. All right. This next one's kind of interesting. You've got two choices. Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia or Russia, which would you choose to live in? Well, um, I'm going to be totally honest. I would rather live in Saudi Arabia. I really enjoy and have gotten used to the warm. And I know that comparing Saudi Arabia and, and Vegas is like comparing like a toaster oven in the sun. But I've spent enough time in cold and... While I do enjoy, you know, while, while I would enjoy my time in Russia, you know, if I ever make it there, I, I'm positive I'd have more fun with the vehicles and the cars and the tourist attractions in Saudi Arabia. Anywho, that's a good question. I like that one. I'm going to have to think about that one more. Right off the bat, I'm going to say Saudi Arabia. Okay. I'd love to know your guys' feedback. And for those of you who this is, again, your first episode, please hit me up. If you rather do, you know, joshtheweaver.sarahah.com or at joshtheweaver on any social, hit me up. Let me know what your thoughts are if I am totally off base on any of these. All right. I also just noticed that uh, I still have a little bit of a, a stuffed nose, so I'm going to apologize for that. I, I've been sick for the past couple of days, and this is would have come to you sooner uh, had I been able to talk yesterday. So excuse me. Pardon me. I'm getting a little Michelob Ultra going. Ooh. All right. Next question. Favorite mythical creature? Oh. Shoot. I would have to say favorite mythical creature. That's that's a really good question. I'm gonna I'm gonna really quick mythical creatures. I'm gonna just. I mean, do Pokemon count? I love Pokemon. And if we're talking about mythical creatures that I wish existed. Could you imagine what it'd be like if we lived in a world where like Pokemon Go was real and there were all these little critters around us that we could like capture and well, I was about to say and make fight, but now we're getting dangerously close to mythical creature abuse. All right. Maybe my answer isn't Pokemon. Um, favorite mythical creature. I'm going to say the Loch Ness Monster. I, I believe there's something under there. I don't know if it's specifically Nessie. Or that blurry photograph we've always seen. But that would be one that I'd want to know what it is. Or what people saw. I mean, there are a couple other good ones. I, I'd have to say after that, it'd be like the Sphinx. Because I'd want to hear some of the riddles it had for me. Or a dragon. Very Game of Thronesian. Give me a big dragon to ride. But I think Loch Ness Monster's up there for my favorite mythical creature. Alright. These are ridiculous questions, and I love it. I'm going to keep going. If you could learn one martial art to 100%, what would it be? Krav Maga. I, I have seen some of the stuff that Krav Maga can lead to, and it is such a, a badass form of like military self-defense. I, I think that would be a fun one, because I, I wouldn't necessarily want a martial art as like a, I wouldn't need martial arts to like attack people. I would just want the best self-defense possible. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Krav Maga, it, it, it really is. Uh, it's actually, it's a military self-defense system developed for the Israeli Dis Defense Force. Uh, it consists of a combination of techniques sourced from boxing, wrestling, Aikido, Judo, Karate, and realistic fight training. 
Rob Maga is known for its focus on real-world situations and some extreme efficiency in brutal counterattacks. Yes, I was reading that off the internet, and that is the absolute reason why I'd want to learn Krav Maga. It's a little bit of everything, plus it's the only one that's realistic, and it understands that if you're fighting, you're actually going to be fighting. Not someone else who's fighting karate, but if you're fighting somebody, they're going to be drunken and an idiot, and I'd rather have those brutal counter than a good offense, if that makes any sense. Anyways, that's a good question. Oh, this one signed their name. This person signed their name on the next one. When, when am I allowed back on the show? Also, what are your favorite products for beard maintenance? What's up, Parker? Thank you for signing your name to that one. That's a good one. You are allowed on the show whenever you damn well please. You let me know when you're free. You know where I live. My door is always open. It pretty much goes for anyone who wants to be on the show. Uh, but your second question, favorite product for beard maintenance? For those who don't know, I have a nice, majestic, beautiful beard. I also live with an individual who has an awesome beard. Um, and we both prefer Lush products. Um, specifically, and for those of you who know my background, this will be funny. There's a beard wash called Kalamazoo by the Lush product. Um, that's funny enough where I went to college. Uh, I went to Western Michigan at you know Western Michigan University in Kalamazoo, Michigan. So it's very... Funny to me that my beard lotion is the same uh, is the same as where I went to school. Anyways, um, so I use Lush's Kalamazoo to wash the beard, and then I use Dirty to style it. But before I use the Dirty, I am a fan of this website called DollarBeardClub.com. Their motto, uh, or at least when I first was. Because Dollar Shave Club is for pussies, um, dollarbeardclub.com is beard oil, etc. And I, I'm not saying a shaved face makes you less of a man. In fact, it takes a very specific man to pull off a shaved face. I am not usually one of them. Um, I do enjoy when I do get to shave. I love the feeling of a very good face shave. I Oh, man, I, I miss it sometimes, and that's what makes growing a beard even better because when you finally get to shave it, man, it feels good. But their oil is kind of a mix of, I mean, it's, it's really basic. So I have some right here. I usually always have it with me. Uh, it's some sweet almond oil. It's jojoba oil. It's argan, um, cedar, fir needle, and it just smells like a man. It smells like a man should smell, It's my opinion. So uncut beard uh, original oil from Dollar Beard Club. That's... That's what I suggest putting in your beard on the daily to make sure it smells nice. I believe this question might also be for Par from Parker. Uh, who runs at WrestleMania? Wrath Hog or Trip Hazard? Uh, for those who haven't listened to the either of the Parker episodes, um, me, Parker, Brandon Burpee, and Aziz Bawani created our WWE alter egos um, when we were all working at Zappos. And... Parker's alter ego was the Wrath Hog. Um, I don't, I can't do his signature oink very well. Something, something similar to that. But uh, my character, the WWE alter ego that I created was Trip Hazard, and I got so much shit for that name because uh, it's apparently too cheesy for WWE. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Didn't think that was possible, but I, I love it. So I am definitely going to put my weight behind Trip Hazard. I think Trip Hazard takes out Wrath Hog with the help of his in-ring girlfriend, Bailey. Uh, and Wrath Hog just gets demolished. That's totally, you know, that's who wins at WrestleMania. I, I invite you on the show, Parker, to walk me through what you think that WrestleMania, uh, match would look like and we shall act it out for everyone listening okay it's a direct challenge to you bud come on the show show me what you got we'll make up moves i'll make up counters and i'll beat you in wrestlemania 2017 all right oh man this is a deep question i'm plowing through these i i i hope that's okay with you guys but uh there are some great questions and i want to make sure that i really want to get through all of these before i run out of mental time and that's how much time I can speak on the microphone by myself. Uh, for those who don't know, I, I enjoy talking, but not to myself. You know, it's a weird thing. I, I do love getting in front of an audience and speaking. 
but without an actual audience or people listening, uh, I run into a lot of blank walls on my own. It's weird. And I usually have a guest that I get to kind of like beep up off of. So, um, yeah. Anywho, I'm going to keep plowing through these. Next question. What was the greatest discovery in the life of Josh 2017? Oh, boy. My greatest discovery in 2017. Oh, man. So many. Greatest discovery? Um, Don't assume anything ever. You know, that's one that, like, is kind of self-explanatory, and it's also one that I should have known a long time ago. Um, But I can't assume everyone's going to love me. I can't assume that everyone does love me. Uh, I can't assume that people even like me. And um, I I did cheat, and I scooted down the list, and I saw a couple questions where this is going to come back. Um, so I'll, I'll talk about that in deeper, I'll talk about that deeper into the future or, you know, later in this, in, in this episode. But I'd say my greatest discovery is don't assume anything and always work at everything you want. Okay. I hope that's a, I'll come back to that. You'll see what I'm talking about in a bit. Where do you see your podcast a year from now? Oh boy. Um, hopefully on the road. I would love to take this on the road. I'd love to take this to cool, interesting, and fun people and interview them in their comfortable space. Um, Because for those who have been on the show already, I have my studio that is a small room comprised of everything that you would find in my brain if you were interspaced and shrunk down in a little robot and popped into my, you know, center cortex or whatever. Um, My studio is a reflection of who I am as a person. Uh, there are pretty girls on the wall. There's a lot of cool art, booze, shoes, costumes. And I would like to take this podcast on the road and go find other people's comfortable space and invade it for a minute and ask questions and kind of turn that into like what my podcast is. Now, maybe I'm live streaming my podcast at this point because it'd be, I'd have to be very specific and detail oriented if I was painting a mental picture for you or maybe it goes along with a photo on my twitter i don't know but i would love to take the show on the road i'd like to interview people from all over the place and get their stories told that's the real focus of of this podcast and i'd love for it to branch out past las vegas next one isn't really a question it's just some nice love keep up the good work on your show oh thanks Appreciate it. Should just sign your name and send you some love, some hugs. Okay, this one's long, and I did see this one come through. Um, all right, here we go. You do this annoying, insincere laugh thing whenever you aren't really paying attention to someone, slash, don't care what they're saying, and then almost always follow up immediately, redirecting the conversation. It's partially no, and it's particularly noticeable with your podcast make people feel like you're not actually listening to them okay that's a great not so much question but piece of feedback and i really really appreciate you writing this whoever you are he she whatever thank you um regarding my podcast it's if i'm ever tuning out i i I can say i never tune out in my podcast i'm either usually googling something looking something up because i have my computer in front of me or i'm looking down at my notes to make sure i ask one of the questions i need to ask Uh, because when i have someone in the chair and we're having a direct conversation i'm listening to everything that they're saying have my headphones on i am actively not passively actively listening to what they're saying and when i do run into a wall i do you know shift pretty drastically so I will work on that. I will make sure that I have my more of my questions memorized and um, avoid those that insincere laugh. I'm, I'm trying to think what it sounds like. I'm not, now I got to go back and listen to the podcast. Thank you. No, I, 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 I sincerely thank you because I, I, I want to find some examples of this. If you have any, I know you want to keep this anonymous because you didn't put your name on it. But if someone can send me an example of this insincere laugh, would love that. Would love to listen to it. Now in person. I absolutely, unfortunately, absolutely freaking know what you're talking about. Um, 
I have a this horrible habit of when you say something interesting that sparks something, I immediately lose myself in that thought. And I am either thinking past the thought, I'm either totally going down another road, and sometimes I have to kind of laugh to jar myself back into actively listening. Because I'm, I'm still listening, but it is I, it does switch from active to passively listening when something else is on my mind and I'm following this thought that you've triggered, etc. Down, down the you know rabbit hole. Um, so this is a really nice reminder. And, and again, thank you for, for writing this, whoever you are. Um, this is a nice reminder to stay active when having a conversation. Keep that active listening on. Yeah, Robbie, you agree? Keep that active listening on in a conversation because people can tell when you're passively listening. And I, I've got to say, um, I hope that I do, don't do it that often because it is very easy to tell. You're right. I can absolutely tell when someone isn't paying attention and when they're just nodding me off. So I, I hope I don't do that often. If I've done it to you specifically, I apologize. Um, if you want to talk about it further and I missed something that you were saying, hit me up. I'm here. Um, I, I need all the feedback and, and help I can get to grow uh, because life doesn't have Z60s. Um, that's a very Zappos-focused joke. Uh, uh, Z60 is a form of uh, feedback you get from your peers uh, to kind of rate how you're doing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and life doesn't have many of those. You don't have... A, Unless you're really egregiously messing something up, no one's going to sit you down and say, hey, bud, you know, you got to work on your active listening. So this is, again, thank you whoever wrote that. Hit me up if you want to talk more about that personally, just you and I. Um, sweet. Thank you. All right. <coughs> Pardon me. Take a quick drink. Oh, man. All right. These next three I'm going to skip because they're absolutely... Written by my friend Michael Aldini, who is hoping I'd say something embarrassing on this podcast. Thanks, bud. Here's your shout out. All right. Moving on out. All right, I got two of these. I got two questions. Uh, I'm going to come back to these two, and you'll know what I'm talking about when I get to them, because they'll probably what I'll talk about the longest. And it's something I haven't talk, spoken about yet. Uh, it's about my departure from Zappos. So I'll probably, I'm going to save that for last. I only have a couple more questions, and I'll come right back to that, because that'll take probably the rest of this time and we're already about 30 minutes in so all right um this next question which answer best represents the odds of you randomly picking the right answer to this multiple choice question a 25 percent b 50 percent c 60 percent d 25 percent oh no, Rob, I don't think that's it. I'm going to say, which answer best represents the odds of you randomly picking the right answer to your multiple choice question? E, 25%. It's definitely 25%. I don't think it's A or D. All right, moving on. Oh, wow. No, this is... Is it bad that I sometimes sneak into conference rooms in Metro 2 to fap when I know people have left for the day? Huh. Well... If you're in Metro 2, make sure you're wiping down those conference rooms before you uh, before you sit down. That is... Is it wrong? No? I don't know. I'm going to let you look inside whoever asked that question. You look inside yourself morally, you'll find the answer. The great question, though. Great question. Moving on. Is it wrong to be strong? Hell no. Hell no. Be as strong as you can. Be as strong as you want to be physically, mentally, emotionally. It is never wrong to be strong. <coughs> Pardon me. Big cough. Wish I could edit that out. I haven't learned that yet. Anywho. I'm kidding. I have. It's just a, a pain in the butt. So I'm going to move on. This is a good question. And uh, not only because it's a little masturbatory towards the beginning. But this is a good question because I don't think I've had the balls to sit down and think about this. Um, all right, here's a question. And this isn't me just talking to myself. Someone else asked this, I promise you. I love you and I think you are amazing. You are kind, smart, thoughtful, adorable, and many, many other positive qualities. Aww. You are a catch. I've wondered why your last relationship ended. It was a long distance. You seem so happy, both of you. 
I mean, social media can be deceiving indeed. Just wondering. Man, that is... First off, thank you. Whoever you are, I'm, I'm positive you are a catch yourself. I really appreciate that. Uh, the pat on the back was very much needed for me needing to think about. The second part of your question, I have wondered why your last relationship ended was a long distance. You seemed so happy, both of you. Well, it wasn't long distance. Um, I'm assuming, and I say assuming, if I'm incorrect, please feel free to write back on this. You don't have to sign your name to it. Uh, I'm assuming you're referring to my ex, Nikki. Um, uh, Nicole, excuse me. And it was not due to long distance. She actually, after some time, ended up moving out to Las Vegas um, to live with me and then got her own place and got her own job, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it wasn't long distance. Um, it unfortunately, I'm not going to blame it on anything uh, but myself, but my last relationship ended because of Zappos. Um, and because I didn't know how to disconnect, hope that makes sense. I'll, I'll dig into that a little further. Um, I'm not blaming Zappos for breaking up, but I was in a position of, um, I had more work and I had more responsibilities and I dove into stuff very passionately I excuse me let me let me back up I dove into work very passionately and unfortunately without considering what it would do to a relationship and man a perfect example was the tour I went on with DJ Khaled and Beyonce um, to cover for Zappos social media we had the opportunity to follow DJ Khaled on the road for four or five weeks and covered these one-offs he would do in different cities with his fans. And I was so in tuned and stoked to, to jump into this opportunity very quickly. Um, we were offered it on Friday. We said yes and accepted by Monday um, that I didn't think how being away for five weeks would affect my relationship. Um, I even remember that I was given this news uh, while on a vacation, while on a trip uh, to go to Nikki's best friend's wedding. And I, looking back, made... I, we were in Target. It was... We were trying to pick something up, and I get this call from... Um, a, a, another coworker um, saying we have this opportunity. Should we cover via social? What do you think? And I said, yes, let's get into it. And I made the rest of the afternoon about me. It, and it wasn't supposed to be. Um, we weren't there for me. I was a, a guest on the trip. And I, yeah, no, looking back, the relationship ended. Um, the relationship ended because I, I, didn't devote the appropriate amount of time. And again, this is my point of view. It could be a ton of other things. Cause unfortunately, um, when she ended the relationship, uh, it was August 1st, 2016. We, she asked me to call her on the phone. Uh, it was like five o'clock. Um, so no one else was there, uh, at, at, at work. Uh, I pick up the phone. She, um, breaks up with me and I said goodbye and I, without asking clarifying questions, without asking why, um, I, I, the relationship was a, a tiny bit on the rocks or no, excuse me, not even a tiny bit. I don't know why I'm sugarcoating this. We're not in a relationship because of me. Um, the relationship was on the rocks because I had just been gone for five weeks. So we had already gone through some um, rough times because of my lack of attention um, because it was so much of it was focused on work and, and other places. Uh, so when she broke up with me, I, I didn't even have a response outside of, I understand. Um, 
it's been a year plus now, a year and 14 days, and I still think about it every single day. It's a real burden to my psyche, uh, unfortunately, but I keep it there because it's a reminder of um, the next one, when the next one comes along, um, if there is a next one, that I need to put as much of myself into the relationship that I would like to receive back. And it's like a 401k. If I put nothing into it, it's nothing's going to come back to me in the long run. And there were times where I was genuinely putting nothing into it and just expecting it to be there for me. And I mean, guys, you can only do that for so long. You can only do that for so long before something catches up. Um, because whoever asked this question, you bring up a good point. You seem so happy, both of you. I mean, social media can be deceiving indeed, just wondering. And I, it wasn't so much deceiving. Maybe on, on her end, I, I won't really ever know because we, we don't talk. But um, I, I was happy. I loved every moment with her. And I am really constantly upset with myself that I didn't put more into that relationship. It was, uh, it was my great white Buffalo. I've (sighs) Jesus Christ, Sarah, you're gonna make me cry. Just thinking, um, I I've had two women in my life who I said were my end all be alls. Um, one of them, I fortunately, got a wonderful relationship out of, uh, and a wonderful friendship. And she's my best friend and she always will be. And I compared everyone to her. Um, and when I met Nikki, uh, it turned into a situation where I found someone who lived up to every expectation and I should have put more of myself into the relationship. I should have invested more into my future than the what was just at the tip of my fingers on the computer at work. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I hope that answered your question. I Let me read the question one more time. Uh, I'm going to skip all the love you parts at the beginning. Uh, I wondered why your last relationship ended. Was it long distance? You seem so happy. It was not long distance. I messed it up by not investing enough of myself into the relationship. And I did not blame her even in the slightest when she broke up with me. Um, Yeah. Anywho, uh, moving on to uh, not even, oh man, not even a less depressing question. This is the last one. From this round of SarahHa.com questions. Um, It's the one that I know a lot of people have brought up in the past. And I have not really been able to answer it. And we'll get into that in a minute. But before we do, I want to say thank you again to everyone who submitted questions. And if this is something that you think was a a good episode. uh, um, Sad responses or not. Uh, But if you like the format of this episode, let me know. I'd love to know if I should do another one of these. If I should use Saraha in other interviews. Anyways, keep me posted. At Josh the Weaver on all social. You let me know. So, last question. And I'm going to lump these two together. What's the real story behind Zappos and your departure? Slash, why did you get fired from Zappos? Great question. Um, I did not get fired from Zappos. I resigned. I um, want to make that perfectly clear. I was not fired. Uh, I was given two options. And why I'm being hesitant to to say this at all is I'm not exactly sure how much I can say legally. Um, So I will give an overview without being too specific. And if you have questions, um, please please don't feel embarrassed or don't hesitate to ask. I know that uh, that company is in a very different atmosphere than it was four years ago when I started. Uh, 
Not a bad thing whatsoever. I absolutely love Zappos and I love everything that it does for its employees. I love everything that it does. Um, yeah, really for, for its employees. I mean, I, you can't think of another place where you can go have a baby for a hundred bucks and your company picks up the rest. Like, come on. Zappos is an incredible place to work. Uh, even if it's focus and it's, you know, bearing can be off. Um, it leaves the ability to redirect in the company's hands. It's not, uh, there is no leader at the front of the pack. It is very, very much uh, an innovative company in the fact that it is um, trying very hard, succeeding, not yet, but trying very hard to be a um, led by committee company. And that's something that I'm very interested to see what happens next. Uh, I do, now that I've left, get to look at press releases and news pieces and feedback from a totally different lens. Uh, and it's very entertaining to see the spin that gets put on some stuff. Um, but all in all, love the four years I spent at Zappos and wouldn't change a thing. Well, not absolutely wrong. I would change a lot of things. Um, but I don't look back and I'm not upset at how, uh, you know what? No, that's not even true. I am very upset at how it ended. Uh, well, I love Zappos. I love the place. It treated me well while I was there. Um, the people, not so much, but the the company, the the camaraderie, um, very specific people had to go out of their way to ruin my day. And um, th there are three people who I know very specifically uh, played a very big part in me then res resigning. But again... There's no way you can pick up an entire bushel of apples and have every single one of them be pristine. And I'm also not blaming these people for complaining enough to push me to resign, but I, I, I do know that I hold the fault there. I just wish that they had been more... It's going to be a better... I wish they had been more upfront and had conversations with me instead of behind my back. Um, so... Again, the questions, why did you get fired from Zappos? Didn't, I resigned. What's the real story? The real story was I was given two options. Um, one was to resign, or the other option was to take 10 steps back professionally and try again with the ultimatum that if they didn't like my performance, they could fire me at any time. So I was in... The situation of I can leave on my own accord or I could be fired for someone else's complaining down the road. And looking back and seeing the people who um, complained about me and how they never brought it up to me and I was behind my back, I, I realized that that was unfortunately going to be something that was almost inevitable. It, 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 it would be very easy for someone to, in this situation, to just complaining to get me fired. Um, and knowing that I needed to resign and leave on my own accord uh, of sorts. Um, man, I really don't know how much more specific I can get without having any legal repercussions. Huh. Um, I will say if there's one thing and man I wish I got to say any of this because I was unfortunately um, denied a exit interview um, was not offered and when I asked for one it was not something that HR provided or said that they needed um, which was kind of a little kick in the nuts but gonna you know move on um if i were to provide any advice for those who are currently still working at zappos i would definitely say do your best to be as transparent as possible um oh boy man this is a difficult question i apologize for the pauses i'm just trying to think of how to word some of this stuff so i i I believe that people had an issue with me because I was too rambunctious and 
by that, I mean I was too quick to ask questions that I didn't phrase properly. And why I believe that people need to not not ask these questions, but they need to have this extra handle of transparency is because I don't think people always knew my intentions when I was asking these questions or when I was having these conversations with people and people would, I would have a question. I would continue the conversation when I was getting no feedback and no one was telling me that like, Hey, no, that's wrong. And providing me with the correct stuff. So I would keep having these questions with different individuals, hoping that I would get more information back. And it at no point was me against Zappos or trying to, I, I'll be totally honest. It had nothing to even do with me trying to get a, like a better position. I loved, I loved where I was at, at Zappos. I was in the coolest spot um, in Social Sensei. I had three channels. I had Twitter, Snapchat, and Spotify, and I got to play with them. I got to learn and build and grow, and I would be very satisfied staying in Social Sensei, working on those three channels I, for years and years. I and No part of me was ready to go. Um... But I, I unfortunately asked too many questions. I asked a lot of open-ended questions, um, ruffled feathers. That's a good one. That's another. Um, man, I apologize. I I understand that. Well. There are two different people who asked me why I left Zappos, and I feel like I got both of them. What's the real story behind Zappos and your departure? That individual is saying, what happens? Do I need to be worried about my job? Do I need to be concerned? And yes and no. You don't need to be concerned about your job if you're putting 100% of yourself into it and you're being transparent and you're saying, I'm asking this question because I'm scared. I'm asking this question because I'm nervous. I'm asking this question because I haven't heard anyone else ask it. Um, the more transparent and the more open and honest you are, the better it'll come back to you. And then I have another person. And again, if, if I'm off base, please feel free to correct me. Uh, and then I have the second question. I have the second person saying, why'd you get fired? And that person's looking for something juicy to, to spread around the you know water cooler. And, um, I apologize. I don't have something juicier for you guys. I, I mean, I feel like I said some juicy stuff. I unfortunately... Oh, man. Yeah, no. I I was not ready to leave Zappos. I was asked to leave and um, resigned because I could at least have that peace of mind knowing that I left instead of getting fired and having to look over my shoulder for months. I would do things very differently if I were given the opportunity to come back or even if I were to hit, if I were to find a magic genie, my first, very first wish would be for the entire world to reverse four years and for me to totally restart my time at 6 p.m. at Zappos. I feel like knowing what I know now, I would have done so much different and I would have asked so many different questions and I would have had made relationships. Um, I would have spent more time working on the hard relationships than focusing on the easy relationships because that's, that's another thing that came to me. You know what? Maybe this isn't another realization for 2017 for Josh. I need to spend more time fostering the difficult relationships over trying to enjoy the easy relationships, the ones that are there, the ones that are your buds, your friends, your best friends. There were people in teams, even sitting very close, who had a poor opinion of me that I knew that I, I could have spent time fixing and asking why and and 
adjusting instead of just putting the bandaid over it and hoping it would go away. Um, yeah. And I'd phrase stuff differently. I, I, I will say when they sh- pulled me into the room at 9am on a Monday and they gave me a list of all the reasons why I was in that room with HR. Um, there were ones that were blatantly made up and not made up, but, um, blatantly incorrect because of how they were worded. And I, it's just stuff that I look back on and I was like, this was so misunderstood. It's crazy that this is coming to bite me in the butt. And unfortunately I've even lost, well, I shouldn't say lost because this person doesn't even know that I've stopped talking to them. Um, but I have a, unfortunately have a very, I stopped talking to somebody because of something that they said to a, a manager and it ended up being that, you know, that strike of the match that lit the dynamite that, you know, was my resignation. Um, Oh boy. I really hope that, you know, satisfied some people. I hope that satisfied both the people who are looking for something to talk about at the water cooler and satisfied the people who are worried about their jobs. Uh, I was in a very unique situation. I was um, loud and uh, publicly visible. And I understand why people were concerned. I am incredibly upset that the my lead link never had a one-on-one to address any of these and just went straight to the HR meeting. Um, but again, that is... Um, that's just how I view management styles and what I think should have been done, but nothing I can do about it now. Um, yeah, I, again, I apologize. I know you guys were looking for something super juicy, but I really can't get too deep into it. Um, so with that being said, that was the last question that I found on Sarah. And I mean, while the last two are a bit of a downer, I really enjoyed answering you guys' anonymous questions. If you feel like this was a successful episode by any means of the word successful, let me know. I'd love to do another one of these. I uh, apologize for any pauses. I feel like any time that I'm going into something where I need to think, there's going to be pauses. hope that's okay. Anywho. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for submitting questions. I really appreciate it. Any feedback, anything else. If you want to pull me aside and ask specific questions about what you're doing at your job or, I I mean, I'd love to talk. If you're worried about your position, I can give feedback. Um, I am in a very, very unique situation where I, can help not guide but just let me know if you want help let me know if i can provide any feedback with my unique point of view and as always thank you guys for tuning in thank you for listening to this episode of noodling with josh and i will see you guys soon bye